keep calm and fight the powers that be, not the powers that aren't. That's the title. Once again, keep calm and fight the powers that be, not the powers that aren't. Okay, I've been guilty of fretting. I've been guilty of looking at my navel. I've been guilty of believing, even against my own conscious thinking, of believing in the power of conspiracies over history. I'll say it again. I have caused myself to fret and therefore sin because I've put too much um, weight in the power of uh, evil men in history to uh, control history, to do evil things. In my mind, I know that that's not the case, but in my heart, I haven't been. Uh, uh, I ha my, my, my focus has gone off the Lord. I know I've known in my head that everything that's happening now has been happening according to God's covenant, God's sanctions. When when we as nations, nations, institutions, personally, when we apostatize from God, when we even sin against God, believers are disciplined. And remember that in the book of Revelation, churches, even churches, whole churches would be threatened with being spewed out of God's mouth, you know. And earlier on in the book of Acts, we see that even believers, First uh, um, Corinthians as well, uh, believers fell asleep because of their, um, that is to say, they died uh, as a sanction uh, against God, uh, for, for, for acting against God. So I, I knew that in my head and I could see it, but my heart was blocked up and rather confused. Now, do I believe in conspiracies? If you're a human being with a half a brain, and never mind reading the Bible, in the Bible there are conspiracies. Psalm 2 is the conspiracy, uh, deals with um, one conspiracy. I think Psalm 38 perhaps mentions conspiracies, you know. But what, what does it mean? It's two people breathing together, conspire, um, plotting, plotting an evil end. They happen, they happen all the time. They happen in small business, large business. The banking industry, yes, the vaccine companies as well. It's just it's just a part of human nature. When two sinners get together, they will try to <laughs> unite to, to uh, shape things things in their own way. But I've been guilty of thinking, okay, there's a huge international conspiracy out there, which, which is the main driving force in the world, and. I I somehow have to fight them. But of course, how, how do you do that? How do you fight them? You're you're just one person. Yes, you can pray, you know. And um you know, as I say conspiracies is conspiracies do exist. You can't avoid that, you know. But then I thought to myself, hang on a second, hang on a second. How is it that a formerly freedom-loving country which produced such articles as the Magna Carta, reducing the power, uh, which um, decreased the power of the, the king, the centre, and uh, distributed it to the barons and beyond, and produced the Bill of Rights, 1690, Glorious Revolution, all that, and has this um, formerly um, healthy legal system based on common law, which is based on the 
on the um, on biblical law very clearly. Um, you know, who are the actual? Uh, what are the actual reasons that that we have almost not failed to we almost fail to recognise today liberty as a as a category? If you see what I mean, I think that's fair to say. Maybe put it in the comments if you don't think it is fair to say. But we have. Why is it that a that a that a country that has produced such great liberty in in its former colonial provinces, Canada, United States, New Zealand, Australia, and so on, with with all its faults, which are many. Why is it that even amongst Christians, the 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 category of liberty doesn't really seem to register? Okay. And that's where we get to the powers that the powers that are, uh, the powers that aren't, and the powers that are. The powers that aren't are this international cabal. You can do nothing to fight them. You can pray, you know, but the problem is closer to home, much, 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 much closer to home. The problems are primarily doctrines. Let's step back again. And ask ourselves, from where does the United Kingdom, does England in particular, derive its its freedom that flowed across all, all the world? Even East Africa um, have inherited a common law system, you know? India, for that matter. Where did that come from in the first place? It didn't come from the humanists. <laughs> Where did it come from? It came from Christ, his victory on the cross, over sin, over death, over the devil. It, it comes from the reign of Christ. It comes through the Holy Spirit working in people. It comes through the application of the word of God to the civil sphere. There's no, no other source of liberty in the world. There's a, there's a phrase um, that they used in... Um, French Revolution, liberté, égalité, fraternité, ou la mort. Liberty, oh, 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 liberty, liberty, right, liberty, that that, uh, that comes from the French Revolution. Oh, no, wait, wait a minute, no. Liberty, equality, fraternity, ou la mort, or death. So their idea was, you will take what we call liberty from the state and its agencies, and you will take that, or we will guillotine you, Whatever will kill you, so no, it comes from Christ Himself as the present ruler of this world. The whole world, the nations, the nations are all God's inheritance. It comes from faithful Christian men and women riding on the ideas of liberty. For example, Augustine's um, City of God. You know these great works. That's where it comes from. So we can say there was liberty, there was a concept of liberty, there was a valuing of liberty, and now it's kind of faded away. Now, the powers that be, who, where do we look to for this stopping of the river, for this damming up of the river of liberty, which has flowed through the history of the United Kingdom with all its faults? The answer, the answer is, has to be with the church, most broadly speaking, the institutional church, 
the um, doctrines that are that are held in a church or not held in a church. Okay, let's get more specific. And in case you're doubting me and thinking, the church, the church influence in the world. Listen, we are the salt of the earth. We are the light and we're the light. When we're Christ in us acting, we're the salt and the light. The only light in the world that saves us from political darkness, economic darkness, whatever, is Christ's word in us. Christ's spirit working through us faithfully. So we've got to look. We can't look anywhere else. Or effectively what we're saying is, you know, there's another source of light. There's another source of power in the world for the good, apart from Jesus Christ. Forget you. You know. That's nonsense. It's blasphemy, effectively. God help us all. All right. So, where do we find liberty in in um, in, in the Bible? Where, 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 politically speaking, where do we go to? What book do we go to? Are you sitting down? The answer is we have to go to the law. Nathan, the law. Uh, I'm, I don't like the law. It's not good. Well, the Bible says it's good. Nathan, the law isn't spiritual. Well, sorry. the Bi Not sorry. The Bible says it's spiritual. You have to deal with it. It's legalistic. No, it's, it's exactly everything that's not legalistic. Oh, it contradicts the gospel. Oh, what? what? No. no, 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 no. We've got to clear all those things. The reason why the world is slipping more towards authoritarianism and more towards economic problems, severe but not catastrophic for us yet, problems, is at heart our failure to engage with and love in our hearts the law of God and then work that out in our institutions, in our institutions of teaching. I was thinking about this today. Who's the greatest person according to Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God? Who is he? Is he the most spiritual person? Is he the person that never leaves church? Is he the person that prays all the time? No, the most spiritual, the, the, the greatest in the kingdom of God is he who obeys the law and teaches it. I sinned today. I did evil today. I, I sinned. All right. Um, nobody's sinless, da, 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 da. but if the reason why the world is slipping into greater authoritarianism, greater tyranny and so on, is our failure to be salt and light. And the reason that we're failing to be salt and light is that we don't, effectively, we don't know right from wrong. We don't know liberty from tyranny because we rejected the law of God as a category. We're suspicious of it. It makes us feel nervous. We might even hate it. Not saying this to condemn anybody. That's just, you know, that's just where we are at the moment. But God says it's good. God says it's, God says it's spiritual. And God says it's the law of liberty. The perfect law of liberty. For my heart? No. Not just for your heart. Jesus isn't just king of the, your heart. Jesus is the king of the nations. He's ruling the nations now. He's at the right hand of the Father. 
He's asked the, the his father for the nations as an inheritance. The father has, give, has given it to him. He is on the throne, putting down all authority and power and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Anyway, this is the source, the only source of liberty, is the law of God. You might say to yourself, oh, Nathan, the law is very negative. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly the point. The law tells you what you can't do. At the most, there are 613, according to the Jews, according to the rabbis, there are 613 commandments. I've, I've looked through them and I, I, I can't necessarily make head nor tail of it in relation to the scripture. But anyway, let's say 613. Things you can't do. Guess what? Everything else you can do. There's no government regulation. The civil government is basically comprised of courts. If you uh, make it, which are local and then appellates and they go up and up towards the, the, the judge or the king. Uh, all right. That's where the liberty lies in its negative nature. It tells you what you can't do. There's no government licensing of breweries. There's no government licensing of you go down the line. That's the only source of liberty. We are not going to, and not moving on to the fighting the powers, powers that uh, that's be and not the powers that aren't. The powers that aren't are this all-powerful cabal, nearly all-powerful cabal, with their lizard friends, you know, that effectively control the earth. They don't exist. They don't have, there are cabals, there are groups that meet together, in Davos there are groups that, there really, there really are groups that meet together in Bilderberg. You know, it, it does happen, but they don't have the power. Christ is the power, and the Church is the power through its ministerial word, word, through the the preaching of of the word. That what that's what has happened, and that's what will happen in the future. You might say, Nathan, this is just, this is ridiculous, you know. We need to focus on preaching the gospel. Okay, if you want to understand what the word gospel means, you can look at the res gestae divi Augustus. That was the good news of, the good news of what? Of Christ? No, of a new Roman emperor. He, as the divine essence, blah, 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 came into the world a world full of turmoil and injustice and he sorted it all out and he's the divine king, blah, blah, blah. The word grammatical, historical interpretation of the Bible, the word gospel is the advent of a king. If there's no law, there's no king. Or else you'll say Christ was a constitutional monarch. Clearly he wasn't. He's the all-powerful sovereign. So we can't separate, therefore, law from gospel, the kingship of Christ from the rule of Christ. And the very fact that we have accepted these measures against this, this virus, which was predicted would 
wipe us all out in droves. And of course those predictions haven't come true. And we're told it's just coming around the corner, the second wave, it's going to be deadly, blah, blah, blah. You know, we've accepted all those very meekly and maybe that's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing. All right. I'm a skeptic. You you, you know that if you read my... Um, it's it's clearly not as it's clearly not as serious as as would warrant such such draconian measures. But the point is we've accepted that, and yet when we hear the the law of God in our ears, we think that's awful, that's terrible. Get back to the gospel. The gospel of a king that doesn't make any laws that just lets you run around and. And do as you like no sorry no we can't no so the powers that be what, what can we do to fight this tyranny it'll be fought intellectually it'll be taught in the field of education but that's none of that's going to happen unless we first of all accept that christ is a real king with real laws that we find in the bible in the old and new testament his laws are good and just and righteous and liberty in uh, the source of liberty in the world without that okay so we'll have to fight the powers fighting the powers of be will mean fighting dispensationalism which makes mincemeat I'm sorry for the dispensationalist but it makes mincemeat of God's word it means fighting with a non-covenantal view of life Um some amills make a point uh, that amillennials make a point that God is covenantally random or agnostic or something like that so there is no covenant there are no blessings and and, and, and curses in, in life that no it's just God doesn't bless the righteous God doesn't um, deal with the wicked you know mysticism the mysticism which per pervades the, the, the church the idea that it's through various ceremonies that we draw closer to, to Christ. You know, we we draw cl close to Christ through his spirit working in us. But that doesn't, the, the spirit of God is, does not equate with mysticism. That's, that's a, a direct approach to God, the Father, through um, mystic ritual practices. No, that's not it. We'll have to fight a multitude of of um, doctrines which the enemy has sown the doctrine that uh, we won't have victory in this earth the doctrine that the kingdom of God is not like a mustard seed which is planted to the smallest of seeds and then it grows 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 steadily no it's it's no comes in all together it comes in just boom Jesus comes back and then boom everything no the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed so the, the plus education the education we get is pure humanism. I'm sorry for all those state school teachers out there, but and some of them are doing a great job, a, a rear guard action, and it's maybe better that there were Christian teachers than than not. But you know, for fifty years, a hundred years, two hundred years almost, we've been teaching a less and less watered-down version of, of humanism, the religion of man, the religion of Satan, effectively, that man does not need God in the intellectual realm, in the realm of life, that he can make his own ideas up, live by his own word. 
we shall be as gods. Satan, Satanism is the idea that we shall be as gods, knowing that is determining good and evil for yourself. And that's the essence of that's the essence of humanism. And that's what's taught in the schools effectively. If there's no, if there's no teaching of the Bible as authoritative over everything, then that's humanism. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. So the battlefields are intellectual. The battlefields are how you educate your children. And as we go as we go forward, and the righteous will be preserved and so on, as we as as we move forward into the future, and there is a future. The future is bright, the future is an Ireland north and south that uh, in which people say to each other, Know the Lord, and they'll already know the Lord because the knowledge of the Lord will will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. How will that be done? By God's Spirit, by Christ working through His Spirit in His church, providentially through His angels, whatever. That That's the future. But how do we fight today? We fight the powers that be. The powers that be are the false doctrines which make us believe that Crucially, that God has no law, God's law is evil, God's law is dangerous, God's law is against... It. No, 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 that, that's at the core of things. That's what gives the Bible its backbone. That's what allows us to discern good and evil in our personal life, but also in the political life. We don't have to go back to ancient history to discover how influential evangelicals were over our own country. That's not a thing forever confined to the past. That's a thing that existed in the past because we were relatively more faithful to the relatively more of the word of God. When we're faithful, God empowers us. When we're faithful, God blesses us. When we're faithful, we're not trodden under feet of men. The, the, the state has declared... Um, the state has declared churches as non-essential. I was reminded of how um, I can't. It wasn't John Chrysostom. Some churchman or other refused entry to the Roman Emperor Theodosius. He said, "You're not coming into this church until you effectively repent." He said, "Do penance," you know. Because he had the, 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 the Christian emperor, you know, Theodosius, had um, got into a bit of a temper and people got killed, you know. He says, you are a man of blood. You're not coming into this church until you show, show that you're genuinely re repentant. So, you know, when we're faithful, albeit imperfectly faithful, uh, God will do great things through us. But the key thing here is that we need to unashamedly embrace the perfect law of liberty that's all i have to say you know i sinned today you know i didn't live a perfect life today there's not just law there's the blood of jesus christ there's the whole indwelling holy spirit when we sin we go to christ we confess we say you know cover me with the blood lord jesus you know give me the power to do not fret about things because fretting leads only to sin not to be prideful because pride cometh before a fall you know to look at Christ like Peter looked at Christ and 
Peter walked in the water. No bother. He was walking in the water. No, not a bother at all. So um, I just want to encourage you. Maybe I offended you. But look, this is the time for strong medicine. And, you know, my words are worth absolutely nothing. It's the words of Christ that count. It's the word, the word of God that counts. God is a king. He has his law. So let's embrace it by its spirit. Ask him for wisdom. That's the thing I wanted to say yesterday. We are utterly foolish without the law faced with the world. We just, we're just bumbling. We just don't know which way to turn. We, we go here, here and there for, to, for something to build a structure in life. Some people go to the New Age. Some people go to socialism, Marxism. They really do. Some people go to humanistic psychology. The answer is in the full word of God. And the, the backbone, the thing that gives, um, that without which you can't make sense of the prophets, you can't make sense of uh, Jesus' ministry, you can't make sense of the revelation, you can't make sense, is, is the covenant and, and God's covenant law. So let's get back to that by God's grace. I hope you're doing well. And uh, remember to reach out to people that uh, are maybe a bit lonely at the moment. And if you're single and good looking, you can give me a call. All right. God bless now.